When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. No Jumper, coolest podcast of the world. And today we got Rio, the young OG, smoking a black and mild, and RMC Mike. How you guys doing? I'm all right. How you Great. doing? Excellent. Great. Yeah, I'm excited. We were just going to have Rio on. Then I'm looking at Desto Dub's Instagram story. I see Mike, and I'm like, oh, I hope he pulls up with him. We can get them both on together. Yeah. Really talk some shit. Yeah. The best original way. shit talker. Right. We the wild factors. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start with Rio, and then we're going to loop Mike in and figure out how you guys all came together and everything. But Rio, tell me about your uh, early life. Where were you born exactly, and, and what was the come up like? I was born in Flint, Michigan. Well, all y'all that don't know, a lot of a lot of my fans think I'm from Detroit. I'm not, though. But it's only like an hour away, right? So yeah, that, it's an hour away. It's, it's the same thing, for real, but you got to know the difference. You feel me? Like, I'm from Flint. But. I love Detroit, you know what I'm saying? I, I was born and raised in Flint, though. Honestly, I never went out of town, for real. Probably till I got grown, grown. I went out of town a couple of times on some quick shit, but I never really been out of Flint. And so all this shit was new to me, for real. So you're really a, like a product of Flint. But yeah. see, like now... The whole Michigan, there's like a lot of fucking artists coming out. So you hear people making that distinction of like, oh, there's Detroit rap and then there's Flint rap. And like, even though they're only an hour apart, as a very, uh, th- it seems like there's so many people popping off out of there. There's almost two distinct sounds. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a Michigan thing. So, but it still is Detroit and Flint. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause Detroit style of rap was kind of different from ours. Like, it was more flashy. And- mm. Cartiers and all that shit. We didn't, we, we was more struggle rap. Like, our biggest rappers before us from Flint was from, like, I still see them in the hood today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Any so, names we recognize or are they mostly? Uh, the Dayton family, for right, real. Right, yeah. MC Breed. They was all, like, my, like my mama hung with all them. The Dayton family. My granny stayed on Dayton all her life, you know what I'm saying? So, it was more like, like they was kind of close, but it like that was that was what we had on the music side. They was the biggest people out of Flint, and they really was still like Flint. They weren't really, they ain't get big, big, but they was big. You know what I'm saying? Right. But to this day, they still in Flint. But when all right, so your come up though, were you thinking about rap first, or were you in the streets before you even considered the rapping thing? The streets, honestly, the rap was just a joke to us, like. We used to rap. We always like freestyle around, playing around. But like once we start, I say once we got introduced to Pro Tools, and we was like, we was chilling at my man's at Lil E 
He rapped with his two grind hard E. Right. We was chilling at his house just on some chill shit. And somebody walked in with a studio for sale. $400. Everything. So we bought the shit. We didn't know how to work it. We ain't had no engineer, nothing, but just on some high shit. We playing. We'd have figured out how to record ourselves. Like, if you go back, because a lot of our old sons on YouTube, you know what I'm saying? Like, I say from like 2017, 16, it sound horrible. Like, we ain't know nothing about mixing sons, mm. none of that. We was just, we really was doing it for us, you feel me? Like, just so we could listen to it in the car and let our boys hear it. It wasn't really no, oh, we rap. You know what I'm saying? It was really just a joke for real. Like, right. we'd go in there. But you guys were friends before you even started thinking about rap? Yeah. What, yeah. what age did you guys come together? I want to say uh, probably like 19. Ninth grade ninth of high grade, school, fresh, freshman here. year of high school. Okay. But it's crazy, though, because it's like I always used to see him. Like, we grew up in the same hood. So it's like we was yeah, all. Yeah, my, 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 my child, my brother, basically, that, because I, I ain't have a lot of friends when I was growing up. So my brother, he really my cousin when we was like brothers. He got killed when we was 18. But Mike, Mike was close to him. Before, I knew Mike, you feel me? Mm -hmm. Like when my brother died on his obituary, I, Mike was on the back, like on the picture with him. I'm like, damn, you know, bro? He like, that was my baby, woo So that even put us even closer, you feel me? Because he was close to somebody I loved, mm. so I'm like. Yeah, because I always get the vibe in your shit that you consider Mike to be kind of like a person who is essential to you getting where you're at yeah. in terms of rap right now yeah. and it almost seems like you as you've been blowing up you you make it very clear in your lyrics like nah like mike is with me like, like yeah. even if y'all ain't listening to mike yet yeah. he's, he's with me like him. he's the best rapper yeah. that you're, honestly that you're bro like when like if you see how we record this has been like this since the beginning like i we're going to booth i feel like mike going harder than me mm. But he be like, hell no, bitch, what you just said was like, and it was always been like that. Like we damn near be we in competition each with each other. Yeah. Like, mm. like I always feel like he going harder than me on the song, but he be like, no, like, you feel me? But when that shit is like, if it went together so good. Cause honestly, first I was rapping with Lil E. Like we did, a, we was doing a lot of music. Like Mike was working a lot, so he wasn't really had time for the studio, but he always knew how to rap. But when we be and Mike started doing songs, it's just like, cause honestly, even Lil E'd tell you, nobody could keep up with me when we was rapping. Mm. Mike came along and fucked everybody head up, cause they like, damn, like, he was coming back, like to the point I had to come harder. Like, so that shit just was, it was supposed to be like that. But how would you describe the style? Because there's something like very specific and unique about it where it's like very extremely specific stories about, you know, shit that really happened to you in the streets. Plus, like, I feel like you guys are both basically like part-time stand-up comics because like <laughs> there's such a degree of humor in what you guys are doing that it's like that has to be part of what you guys are competing on when you're in, in the booth together. The crazy part is, see... With me, you have to meet my daddy to know this shit and my brother. I would Louis love Ray, to meet my your dad. blood I bet brother. Your dad's fascinating. My daddy is the funniest motherfucker in the world. Mm, no but he's never trying to be funny. Like he's serious. Like he don't 
he not trying to make you laugh. It's just the personality guy is just like, it's crazy, man. Like, like if you met him, you'll understand my style of rap because it's really like I'm not trying to be funny. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you what's going on. You feel me? But right. if you meet my daddy, you would know. Like his shit, it's different. But you guys both will definitely have bars here and there that like are clearly things that didn't actually happen to you, yeah. but you know how fucking funny it would be to just throw it in the mix yeah. and just fuck with everybody's head real quick. It might be how somebody, like, you, this is how I look at it. Like, I speak my mind. Like, all right, say you get, say you get kicked out of school and get your ass beat by your mama. All kids want to hit their mama back. You know what I'm saying? Like, or you would say it. Like, <laughs> man, I, and it's like, no, we ain't, I ain't fought my mama, but like, it's a thought. Like, everybody didn't thought about Hell yeah. some crazy shit like that. <laughs> so you can kind of like live through Like, even the little white kids, like, I'll kill this bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just really be, I feel like we just speak our mind, you know what I'm saying? I call it blunt rap. Yeah. Blunt rap? In That's the sense what I that call it's it. blunt. Yeah, not I like, just feel like blunt. a lot of people think of the shit we say. Yeah, you just they don't just see be it. afraid to say it, mm. or they hold back, or like my whole breakout was how I feel when I dropped that Ghetto Boy intro with Peasy on the front. Mm. Everybody, the main bar, everybody was tripping over was he said his mama smoked crack, yeah. and I'm like, it's blunt she rap. did in the past, you know, she don't know no more, but like it ain't really nothing to hide like it's a million kids out here who parents did drugs like <laughs> but that's one thing i think of when i listen to you guys is that has there ever been a lyric that you said in the booth and then you decided it might not be a good idea afterwards never never, never. i ain't second guessing shit. Never. <laughs> i ain't holding my tongue for shit. definitely i ain't gonna lie like 70 percent of that shit be true for real like we really lived a fucked up life but like, it's entertainment, too, so you know what I'm saying? Man, if you say a few things that aren't true, then it kind of opens the door for you to say shit that you really did that exactly. sounds crazy as fuck, gotta, but they don't really know yeah, where the truth right, ends, right? right, right they don't got to right. judge you off it because they really don't know, but a lot of that shit be real. Right. So you guys have been around uh, Louis Ray and Y&J and everything. Like, this whole... Louis Ray, my blood brother. Right. right. We got the same daddy. But so you guys have been... who? He was rapping before you? Yeah, or? Louis. Honestly, Louis was... The main Man factor Flint. in Flint. Right. Because after the Dayton family died out, like in the early 2000s, we didn't have no rappers. Like, Duh. like there was nobody really making no noise for real. It was a few people rapping. Like, we got a, it's a guy named John Connor. He signed yeah. to uh, Dr. Crazy, Dre yeah. years ago. But, but he started as a rapper. Now he was engineer. I don't know. I think he I never seen he just him. put out an album, too, I heard. Probably. I was reading an article about oh, you guys God. in the Flint. I Times never or seen some him shit. in Flint, so I kind of pushed him out of the Flint scene. Like he a Flint, he from Flint, but when he he moved away and like like that ain't nobody you'll really see or you I, honestly you don't hear his music for real in the streets. So. But it's just crazy to find out about like I started listening to Rio and then I found out about Mike and I guess I already knew about Jay and like Louis Ray and all these guys and I'm just like this is very rare that you find. A whole bunch of new rappers coming up have a different sound. There's like a unique thread between you guys where there's a, a similarity, but you all have your own styles. Mm -hmm. It's not that often that you really find that in rap, and it's it's very exciting. Right, because honestly, like I said, Louis been rapping before us. Louis Ray can actually rap. Like mm. I don't think I can rap for real. I just know how to speak my mind and talk shit. 
Louis because I like if you go listen to my music, I don't have a lot of hooks. Mm. Like it's hard for me to, which is the easy part, is to make a song on a subject. Like say we make a song about swiping, mm-hmm. so you got to talk about swiping in each verse. Okay. With us, it's more unorthodox. Like you might talk about swiping, killing people, stealing, smoking crack, all kind of shit. Louis can make a structured song yeah. and really be hard. Like he could you he melodize all that. But with us rapping together, nobody really rap like each other. You right. feel me? Everybody got their <clears throat> own style. Like Jay. Jay got his own whole different style. Yeah. But Jay can scream on the on the song. The thing about Jay too is that people might not know songs. he make real music just like Louis. Like right. Jay really like they just can got make structured bag, songs. Like, when he but got around us. It's like. interesting that you guys consider your music to be less structured, but I feel like there's a that's a big part of the appeal. A lot of people like the fact that you guys just go in for two minutes mm. and that it's not attempting to throw some hook on it or right. whatever. That's why I said, like, if you like, I don't have any hit songs for real. Right. I don't have no big song. My biggest song is legendary. And if it's really not a song that you should be able to recite word for word because it's right. nothing catchy or it's nothing that's being repeated. Mm. But do you see why that song is so popular? Or like, movie to me is one of my favorite yeah, ones movie too. Movie is another movie big crazy. one. Like, th- there's a certain energy, like the the fact that the fucking bars are so consistently hilarious. Like, the, and something about that beat too. Like, yeah, that, the that energy, movie beat. Do you consider energy to be like the fucking the almost like a pioneer of the sound in a way? Because yeah, there's that is, upbeat tempo, sure. the crazy ass drums. There's nowhere when around. When he was first sending us beats, we really didn't like it. We like it's too much bass. Mm. Like it's just too crazy. Then once it set on me, I'm like, this us. Like, you feel me? Like, so it all only made sense for real. Like, mm-hmm. energy a big factor of the shit talking though. But, so do you feel like uh because I feel like Y and J and Louis Ray and them, they sort of saw what you guys were doing stylistically and they sort of shaped their style a little bit away from like more structured type of songs to yeah. go See, in a different what direction. What it was is we basically we told them, cause like they, this go back, they was like real artists, like they was real serious about this shit. Mm-hmm. Like us, we wasn't never really serious about it, we were just having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically we what to we basically told them, them to have like fun have fun with, with this shit, like they wanna, like when I drop my they first, wanna perfect everything, and you know what I'm saying, they wanna be perfect, we just telling them though, like just loosen up. Mm-hmm. As soon as they loosen up, they made Coochie Son, look yeah. what happened. Wow, yeah. that's crazy, yeah. Just loosen up, have fun with it, bro. That is wild. They dropped Coochie and... When I made my first two tapes on Tether, Jay was right there, like literally. Mm. He didn't get on one song, though. Like, we'd be rapping for 20 hours straight. He never got on the song. He let me hear some shit. It was a song called Walk In. It was a real song, and I'm like, I'm like, he talented, you feel me? But I honestly was like, we can't, he can't, his style not mixing with ours, you feel me? So... And Louis always been like a real son. So when I like, cause when I came in, shit was going so fast and Louis didn't understand it. He like, man, I've been rapping all, I done put all this money behind this shit. He like, what am I not doing? And I'm like, honestly, you just gotta have fun with it. Cause- Personality is everything. Yeah. Like you, you make up for the fact that you don't consider yourself like this super talented lyricist with the personality and the energy and the humor. Yeah. It's like, 
It's, it's just it's in the world we in now. Like it's not re- like Jay Z is always gonna be the greatest of all times. Mm. Nobody listen to Jay Z right now <laughs> because he's too serious. Like the older mm. people do, but they serious. Like, right. We want to have some humor sometimes, or we want to hear how somebody really feel instead of just doing what you spoke gotta do. Like I mean, it's crazy because when I think about when I was sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, listening to Jay Z, it's like we really thought he was hilarious like but in such a different way like humor has changed so much in like 20 years right. of rap right. that we thought jay-z was funny but his type of humor was like very much like understated whereas with you guys it's just straight up like you'll make a motherfucker laugh their ass off by just mm. telling them something that like okay when you had the bar about uh almost dying cooking up uh hitting the dog with the fentanyl with no mask on yeah. which i mean i've never fucking cooked heroin so i don't actually know but i've like read about that being like a a, a risk for people I don't know that that actually happened to you, but it, when you said that, I just fucking died uh, laughing. No, it never happened. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? I never sold drugs. I don't know what fitting or look like. Mm. None of that. Right. But, but you can die mixing it. You oh, got a great man. a great imagination for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Never sold drugs. Okay. Uh, Mike, what, what made you decide that you wanted to start rapping? And was part of it always that you have the fucking craziest voice ever? No, because honestly, I could play a clip probably for like three, four years ago. I did not sound like this. I don't know where the fuck this voice came from. You think it might have something to do with the backwards? Maybe, or cigarettes. I smoke cigarettes, so mm-hmm. it could be. Right. I have no clue, but I've always been around rap like all my life. You know what I'm saying? Like Growing up, my mama's favorite artist was Mystical, so wow. think about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So He was one of the most groundbreaking rappers yes, at that time who just yeah. his shit didn't sound like music to a lot of people yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but i was always around it like some of my close friends was like i had one of the my, my, my nigga pistol Hard. he like cold man, but he was like he, he freestyle like he like he more like of a battle rapper like do you watch battle rap i have watched a so lot you of know who k-shine rap. is oh yeah, yeah this who that's who pistol remind me of k-shine okay. he aggressive he just, you know what I'm saying? He, he, we used to always have him battle people. Uh-huh. So I've been around him all my life. So you fuck around with him. Then my brother Benji, that's where this RMC shit came from. Okay. This is not from me. This is my brother's shit. He got locked up. Free Benji. 22 years. I told him I was going to hold it down. Right. So that's where I came from. I started rapping with him first. But you'll never get rid of the RMC? No, hell no. This shit tatted on my skin. Mm. Respect. Like, and another thing, a lot of people... I'm not RMC. Right. I'm Mike brother, you know what I'm saying? Right. I fuck with Benji all them, but I never was associated with the group. Right. I feel like that's why we kind of got far too cuz you couldn't really put us in a category with people like Do you um could you guys have seen yourselves becoming battle rappers? Because with how funny you guys are and how creative you are, I, as soon as you said that and saying like, "Oh, we made them battle people," like to a lot of kids these days, they don't know nothing about anything I about that. I but I can see no him. Battle rapper. I can see him doing it. I, I could, probably though. could do it, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Like I, I can do it, but I couldn't do it. Meaning. You not finna you not finna sit here and talk about my mama. Like, I might hit you. Like I'm just right, yeah. I, I, that ain't normal to me because I yeah. like I don't understand the whole shit. Like you're not that much of a rapper. Here, yeah, like I couldn't do it, but I know I can battle somebody and probably mm. whoop their ass in there. But I just I probably can't take the uh, what, what it's called. I can't take the. 
Whatever it's, I just can't. I can't. It's like arguing to me. Basically, mm. can't. He can't. He can't take what he did. Show. Like, have we ever argued? Hell no. Like, I just don't argue. Like, that's I funny. can't you see said, myself arguing with nobody. You said that he can't take what he dish out, but that's actually like a theme in Rio's music is that his standards for himself are, are different than his standards for other people. I mean, like, I cheat a lot, but Whatever if you, you cheat, cheat, you buy. Yeah. yeah. But I appreciate that. Yeah. It's very honest. You know, it's yeah, like, some, yeah, you got, I, that's just how it is. And know? my girl be getting mad when I be repeating those lyrics and stuff because it's very, like, it's like and the worst thing you can Imagine what my girl go through, dog. Some motherfuckers call her. Did he really beat your ass? Did, he, did you do this? Like this shit's so funny, man. Right. It's like I'm not with. I'm not into domestic violence. Right. You know what I'm saying. But what makes you want to say shit like that in a song that you know that people are gonna get fucking mad with? Because I know that. a lot of people who beat the shit out of their girl. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I know they gonna like this shit they do it You know what I'm saying yeah, I know Isn't that crazy When you realize That a dude you know Is like Just out there Just beating on his girl It's like yeah, hard to imagine yeah. right? It's not It's not nothing good But honestly I done punched a bitch In the head a couple times <laughs> And that's only because I know a lot of Niggas who got killed By females Really So I be like a bitch can hurt you, you know what sure. I'm saying? I know a bitch bigger than me that probably would knock me out. Yeah. So if we get into it, I might have to punch her. Well, that's you know one good saying? thing about having women's UFC is that we all now know that there's a lot of girls that could yeah. probably fuck us up. Because people make it so bad. Like, of course, we men ain't women, but it's some women out here that's stronger than men. Right. It's women who stab men in their sleep. Wow, really? So some, yeah, I know a couple people got stabbed in their sleep. Or I cannot was say Was arguing that. with their bitch and got stabbed. I feel like if your girl is cap- if a girl is capable of stabbing you in your sleep, then the whole rule about not hitting girls goes out the that's, window. That's my point. Like me growing up, I seen my uncle. I ain't gonna get too much. My uncle, baby mama, like he cheated on her. She put acid in a bowl and threw it on him, and fucked his whole. He almost died. Like holy shit. So from that, really, when me seeing that when I was young, it made me hate females. I'm like, I would beat the shit out of bitch. Uh huh. Like, I just can't, like, because they can hurt you, you know what I'm saying? And nowadays, around where we at, all the females are buying guns now. Really? Yeah. You will get Hell into yeah. a shootout with a bitch. For like, sure. And they will yeah, shoot that They'll bitch. shoot. I'm not going to front. It'll get like that. <laughs> That's so official. You, gotta, you feel me? You, sometimes you got to beat the bitch yeah, yeah. It's gotta, crazy, though, because my mama, my mama told me if a woman raised her hand to you, she feel like you less of a man. Yeah. Hmm. And it's coming from a woman. Yeah. So it down there fucked me up. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, for real? She hell yeah. But not letting no bitch put their hands on you. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, all right. Just I took like, it and ran just with like it. You, shit, if a nigga hit you, what you gonna do? Yeah. Hit him back. Definitely. Bitch, put your hands on me. I gotta beat you. I gotta beat you bad, too. You're really you really can't do me, that again. You're making me thankful I'm in a relationship that... We haven't uh, ever laid hands on each other. Yeah. I think that, like, especially now that you're getting money and you guys are getting famous and stuff, probably just don't even be fucking with girls if you think there's any chance that she's going to hit you or especially throw acid on you in your sleep. Exactly. Is that uh, So I've heard you attribute the scar on your face to a fry cooker and to a gunshot wound in a song, but I, I couldn't really tell which one you were serious about. A gunshot wound. Oh, so that is what happened. No. I, you trying I to figure out that. what bar you talking about? I thought you said that, that it was, uh, shit, I thought you, you chalked it out. Oh, yeah, you said, like, gunshot wounds, but people think it's acne or something. 
No. Oh, you were probably talking about somebody else's face. Yeah, that was probably something else. I, I did an interview with Lando like a year back and told the story on my face. It was like, I was like 12. Smoking weed, wasn't supposed to be smoking weed, first of all. Uh-huh. My mom was, my mom was, uh, my mom used to club hop a lot, you know what I'm saying? So she'd come home at like six in the morning and be asleep all day. Uh-huh. So one day I'm chilling with my friend, we smoking. I was, tw- I was actually 12, cause it was the day before my birthday, finna be 13. So I'm smoking, I ain't got high as hell. I'm like, man, I'm hungry. So me watching my cousin, she used to cook fries, but she she like, you gotta let the grease get hot first, then drop the fries. Mm. So I cut the stove on high, put the grease on there, go back in my room and smoke. And totally forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. So the fire alarm went off. Now I'm trying to hurry up for my mama wake up because I'm damn near finna burn the house down. I run in there, it's a, the pot of fries on fire. I mind you, I'm 12, so I don't really, I see fire, all I think is water. Right. I grab a pot, like I'm trying to ease, ease my way to the sink. I cut the water on and fucking put the pot of grease under the water. Oh, and the boy. shit just went everywhere. Like Hit me in the face, my whole right side of my face, my neck. And this was the hand I was holding it with, so it hit this whole arm. It uh-huh. just got a little bit on this hand. But I'm thinking I'm straight. I'm like, it's just grease, cause it was it didn't burn when it hit me. I'm like, I'm just greasy. And when I got the wipe in my skin, that shit was like peeling. Oh shit. Then it got the burning. I had to go wake my mama up. I'm like, man, I don't know what the fuck happened. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh-huh. She kept, she screaming like, what happened? I don't want to tell her. I just kept saying, I don't know. I'm like, I weigh some grease on me. She like, what kind of grease? I'm like, the pot caught on fire. She like, oh, hell no. Go get in the shower. Made it worse. I go get in the shower. Now that shit, it feel like my skin is boiling off my body. So now I'm hysterical. The hospital like five minutes from where we at. She fly me to the hospital. I'm hanging out the window trying to get air. I'm like, I'm finna die, ma. She like, no. I'm like, I, I'm, I felt like I was finna die, you know what I'm saying? So I go to the hospital. They put me to sleep. I wake up. I don't know what's really going on, you feel me? All my family there. My face feel heavy as hell, so for about two days, I didn't, I couldn't get up. You uh-huh. know, so I was just in the bed. So I finally had to pee. No, how I figured out my face was fucked up. My little cousin, she was probably like nine or eight. Cause my whole family came to see me. Cause I was supposed to have a party that day, but it, it was before my birthday, so they all oh, came. When, my, when they brought my little cousin in the room, she just bust out screaming like, like a monster. Like she was scared. I'm like, what the fuck? So they like, don't go. Like the doctor kept telling me, if I had to go to the bathroom, don't look in the mirror. Uh-huh. Just me, them saying that I had to, I'm like, let me go look in the mirror. 
my fucking face was like this big over Whoa. here all black like your shirt i went in. i just cried myself to sleep i sat back down i probably didn't get up for three four days to use the bathroom and then i was literally lost i'm like i'm thinking this how i'm finna look for the rest of my life like this whole side was big and black my arm the same way i'm just like i'm damn near ready to give up i'm like this shit, hell no so they just telling me like it i eventually get my color back all that which was the worst shit ever like this shit, this shit 10 times worse than getting shot like the cleaning process wow like they used to have to scrub the shit off so i was in the hospital for like three weeks came home now my whole arm pink my whole face pink neck is pink but it almost was a third degree right here so it kind of like they was telling me I might have to get a skin graft, uh -huh. but I didn't want to do that. I'm like, I, I just live with it, you feel me? Like Most kids probably wouldn't have did it. I come home, I'm <coughs> wrapped up now every day, I got to change rap. I can't be in the sun like that. My mama like, you don't got to go to school. I still wanted to go to school. She like, people going to talk about you, all that. Uh -huh. I didn't care. Like. I never, like, it never hurt me. Like, I went to school. People used to talk about me, but I didn't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'll be straight. I fuck around there. They told me that this hand was probably going to be the only one that come all the way back, which is still kind of, you can see it, but it ain't bad. But this hand was second degree, I think. With the way you just described how bad it was on your face, it's actually amazing that it's that's only a couple of little that's bumps. That's what I be telling yeah. people. Like, I appreciate this. You know what I'm saying? Because if you would have seen me then, it'd be way different. Like, people DM me all day, get that shit off your face. I'm not a dirty person. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you look, notice this side of my face is clear. Right. This is a scar. It's not bumps. It's not acne. You know what I'm saying? It's a scar. These is blisters. Like three big blisters uh -huh. and if you notice it's like a little darker over here you definitely can see it but it's not acne at all you know what i'm saying right I, I, it's still i don't care about the shit to this day you would never get it fixed because it's like no kind of your signature thing at this point yeah this is me right i mean like, that's one thing that's how a lot of people know me somebody you know see you one time and even yeah. if your music wasn't good it's like they would remember you from that i didn't have people like like since this corona shit they tripping on they like that ain't him that ain't him let me see your face. Pull my mask down. They're like, it's him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, they see the chain and everything, and they still would be like, that ain't him. <laughs> I pull my mask down. they be like, yeah, it's him. <laughs> like, I, 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 and my pussy rate didn't drop. I really got more pussy when I was young because I feel like bitches was feeling sorry for me. Do you feel like it made you tougher and funnier and, and able to handle your shit more? Because yeah. like you don't seem like the kind of person that would ever let you say anything about you now at this point. Yeah. Like it really made my character for real, because it showed me it showed me how strong I was mentally. Right. I never been into a fist fight in my life. Really? Like No, I did get into one fight, but I provoked it. It was <laughs> some kid shit, but nothing you could say, like Honestly, nobody, when we was kids, people used to talk about me, but since I got older, nobody ever really, you feel me, like, they said on the internet all them, but, like, nobody ever really disrespected me in my face, or so it'd be like, 
like I don't care, like, cause this is a part of me. Like, it's nothing you can tell me to make me feel bad or feel like I'm ugly. I still feel like I'm cute. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, hey, I respect that, man. It's just like a confidence. To me, it was a confidence builder. Like, it showed me how strong I was mentally. Right. I never, nobody ever made me mad about it. Like, I never was mad. Like, oh, they talking about my family. I'm, I'm gonna get the shit fixed. Never. You guys ever have day jobs? Hell yeah. Let's hear about it. I ain't gonna lie, Mike was the reason I got I my the, first job. I stayed working. Uh-huh. Because Mike like, came from a working family. Okay. Yeah, I came from, well, my daddy's side was the working side. My mama's side was the side in the streets. Okay. But, shit, selling dope and shit wasn't working out for me, so. That's nah, not like, easy, huh? It wasn't, I kept downs. falling off. Selling weed kept falling off. It, it just wasn't for me. Robbing people, stealing shit. Stealing shit, breaking Never houses. I, that, that's how I used to survive, bro. Really? I was a B&E artist. Wow. Honestly, for years? Fun fact, for years. When me and Mike met, like, it was just, at first, like, I just distanced myself. He used to steal TVs. And I used to be like, man, I don't know. I like this guy, but, but I don't want to lose my TV. Yeah, I'm like, but we got closer and closer, and I realized, you feel me? He's it not going to take my TV. Yeah. yeah. Like, but, no, but this was the re Mike was the reason I ever wanted a job, honestly, because my daddy wasn't in my life. Uh-huh. My mama worked her, worked her ass off, but that made me not want a job, because I'm like, she working every day. How the fuck is we still late on bills? How the fuck can I still not get shit I ask for? I'm like, even as a kid, I used to be like, I don't feel like a job is enough. I was so intelligent. I add up my mama whole paycheck for the year. And I'd be like, at the end of the year, you making this. You making a set amount of money. Uh-huh. You not even going to see all that money, though. You will never in your life be able to buy a fucking Lamborghini. Right. It just don't work like that. So that made you always want to get creative? It made me just, honestly, I just always wanted more. Like, I done did everything from stealing, robbing people, selling drugs, working jobs. I done worked jobs. I probably never had a job for more than two months, though. Because after so long, it'd be like, this shit still ain't going nowhere. Mm. When you I always knew, though, like, some, like, it's, it's like, just with me having my mindset I had, I'm like, I don't know how, but I'm going to be a millionaire one day because I just couldn't settle for, you know what I'm saying? I know how because we used to talk about it a lot. Uh-huh. A lot. About how you were going to get to that point. We didn't know how, but we just knew it was going to happen. Something we never thought rap, happen. though, honestly. We was thinking about robbing people for a lot of money, trying to find the best way to embezzle a bank. We was thinking uh, just, like, we used to shit. smoke a lot of weed and just think about how can we get rich. Right. Never thought it would be from rapping, man. Did you even know how much money you could make as a rapper? No. Hell no. Right. Because, like I said, we never seen it hands on. We seen the entertainment side, and you hear so much, you really don't know. Right. It's, like, unapproachable when you don't know anybody in the business. Exactly. But right. then you meet somebody like who's in the met, business, honestly, and it's Honestly, when I met Peasy, right. that was my... He showed me a twenty thousand dollar check, probably the first day I met him. From like a streaming service type check, yeah. yeah. Then I rode with him. He picked up like ten thousand dollars for, for shows. Like he like this ain't even all the money. I gotta get the other part when I go to. He like watch this, sold a verse for seven thousand. He like I just made fifty thousand dollars honestly right. today. Yo, 
that made me right there like this shit serious you know what i'm saying because from my perspective rap was like i used to feel like it was just a show like i used to think like they ain't really that rich they not really making that much money when peasley showed me that shit it showed me like this then when he told me how much he liked in my music i'm like i damn near gotta do it because Peasy was somebody that we, we looked up like to, Team Eastside was serious to us when we was growing up. Like right. I real, thought these, this was the, you feel me? Because I had never watched his interviews or really like listened to him that much before I started listening to you guys. And then I went back to see like what you were kind of influenced by and shit around that time that you first started fucking with him. I was like, this guy's incredible. So how long can we expect him to stay locked up? I mean, obviously. He'll be out top of the year. Top okay. of the year, yeah. That's crazy. We got to get him on. Hell um, yeah, and he the fucking goat. But who met Peasy first? Me. Oh, so I you honestly, you met him first, and then Louis you met Louis him Ray first. met him. Oh, okay. Louis Ray met him first, honestly. But all right, it's this guy from Flint named KD. Uh huh. He he been rapping for a long time too. He always was tied in with the Detroit rappers, like not yeah. on the music till we'd go down there, drink lean, whatever. I did a song with KD called Indictment Talk. So me, Katie, and my brother that's locked up right now, who, this is who I was with every day with Peasy. It was me, Peasy, and my brother. Uh -huh. So we uh, we did the song, me and KD. And KD had already knew Peasy, had songs with him, all that. So they go down there, chilling. KD let them hear the song, really just like letting them hear his part. Like, listen to this song. Peasy like, cut the song off like, who is the nigga rapping after you? My brother, like, that's my little bro, woo, woo, woo. Yo, I want to meet the nigga. They called me with Peasy on the phone. They like, man, Peasy fucking with you. He said he want to woo, woo. I'm like, like, it blew my mind. I'm like, Team Eastside? I'm like, he, what? So I still really wasn't, I'm like, he probably just liked my music. It got to the point he was calling every day when they go down there, like, man, bring the nigga down here. But I, at the time, I was working. And I had just got my own little crib. I got a son. So I'm like, I want to go down there, but I really don't got time because I still got to make ends meet at home. I can't be in the studio for 12 hours and come home. Like, I ain't got no money, but I did a hard-ass son. Uh -huh. So I'm like, we'll figure it out. So one day, because me and Louis, I was like, Louis had been rapping, but I was on a couple of his CDs. But like, he ain't used to pressing me for real because he knew I didn't care about rap. So I think he posted a song we did because Louie knew Peasy too. He had did a song with him back then. And Peasy wrote him like, you know Rio? Louie like, that's my real brother. He like, bring the nigga down here tonight. He like, I want to rap with him. So Louie called me and now with Louie being a rapper, he know a little more. So he like, bro, I think you should do it. He like, cause shit, this, is, this might be a big look. So I'm like, fuck it. I called off work. I'm like, let's go see what's going on. We go down there. So we find a beat. Peasy like, uh, the beat we had, he like, no. Nah. He like, I got a beat I bought from a nigga. So we like, shit, we'll pay you for the beat. Woo woo. In my head, I'm still thinking like, we gonna have to pay him for the feature, you know what I'm saying? So we do the song. I go first. I went in, this one I was in my, my, my free, my, like, tripping. I go in the studio, come out two minutes, did my verse. I hear him out there scream like, man, this nigga so hard. Ooh. So when I come out the booth, he like, man, we finna make a million songs together. 
So Louis, like, what we owe you? Y'all nigga, y'all don't gotta give me shit. Y'all, y'all don't gotta pay for nothing, bro. Y'all, y'all just rap. So from there on, I'm like, fuck it, let's get it. We end up doing that song. We came down there to do the video. Peasy like, get in the car with me. I'm like, what? I hop in the car with him by myself, my brother and them followers. He took me to his street where he grew up at, bagged in his granny driveway, and gave me one of the realest talks ever. Yeah, it sounds like he did you this huge service by putting you on so much game and really showing you what the shit was, what, what was asked, possible. He asked my brother and them, like, because they came down there, we bought five cars deep, they got on jewelry, all that. He like, y'all niggas ain't putting no money behind this nigga? They like, shit, he ain't. Basically, I, I wasn't serious enough. Had you had anybody really acknowledge your talent like this up till that point? Was he the first person that believed in you like that? No, especially like somebody my, who was at that level. He was the first person, uh, like outside of the family. Like, right. All my niggas like loved it. Like, but I used to be like, y'all got, y'all probably gonna like it because mm -hmm. y'all my people. But so it ain't never really affect me. But when he told me he loved it, I'm like, I might have some. And he just kept saying it like. If you rap, bro, he told me out of his own mouth, if you keep rapping, I feel like you'll be bigger than me, bro. He all, he all, you don't know how unique this shit is. Mm. So now we locked in. He didn't show me everything, he telling me what to do. I'm like, shit, listen to this song me and my nigga Mike did. Loose and Nightmare, I play that for him. I swear for God, we listened to that song for an hour, man. He, and every time he played it back, he laughed. <laughs> laughed to get harder. Every nigga pull up, he like, hey, come here. Y'all listen to these niggas, dog. Right. Everybody, he letting hear it, like, tripping. Like, what the fuck wrong with y'all? I'm like, that's Mike. You are, man. I, I damn near press Mike on PZ. I'm like, this who I, you feel me? I'm more comfortable rapping with. So once he seen how unique this shit was, he just used to tell me, like, rap. That's all he used to say is rap. Uh -huh. I fuck around and catch a case, a pistol case, get out, PFI. My brother had just got locked up. That, that, that me, it was just me, Peasy, and my brother for months. He get locked up. Peasy fighting in his case, he finna go in. Like he getting closer to his sentencing date. So when I get out, he like, he called me, he like, bro, I need you to rap. He like, I'm finna go to prison, bro in prison. Y'all, you can't get indicted too, y'all, then we, you feel me? Right. I'm like, hell no, I ain't gonna get indicted. I'm finna rap, fuck it. At this point, I'm all in now, so I'm telling my girl, I'm finna go to Detroit for days and rap. I fuck around and get indicted two weeks later. Wow. So now I'm like, fuck, Peasy, mad as hell? You're like, I told you, bro. Ooh. You got I'm indicted like, for what this time around? Conspiracy. Okay. Phone tap. Wow. So they're so on like, you. So I'm like, uh, now I'm back discouraged, you feel me? I go to, I, like, they grab me. First case, all that. The officer that arrested me tell me, like, don't worry about it. You'll be home before I get off work. I see people do this all the time. You're going to get a bond. So I'm like, cool. I fuck around and didn't get a bond. So when I go to court, they bring up a music video in court. Oh, shit. I'm like, man. So I'm like, now I'm like, fuck rap. What were they pointing to specifically? Lyrics? Like, the shit lyrics, you said you were doing? And then it was a video where we 
killed a federal agent, supposedly. <laughs> right. But it was obviously fake. Had you even thought about the fact that this might Never. be a thing? It was really the cameraman idea. Like they felt like I was taunting them. Right. I never knew I was being investigated. Wow. So that just threw me all the way off. I'm like, I'm not rapping. I'm because my lawyer tells me like you really incriminating yourself trying to rap. Mm. So I'm in jail. I, I was locked up for like 20 days before I got a bond. I'm in jail. I'm calling home. I'm telling the cameraman take all the videos down. Fuck the shit. He like, you sure you all this shit talking video we just dropped damn near at 60,000 views. And back then in Flint, that shit was serious. Like 10,000 views was serious. I'm like, how? I'm calling other people like, did he buy the views? They like, everybody around this bitch talking about you. But when I walked in a in a, in a federal holding county, I swear for God, bro, I walked in this bitch, everybody in the cell that was in the pile looked at me. I'm thinking I'm finna have to fight. And you'd only been locked like, up for a few weeks? And no, all this is the sudden first this day. But you don't, oh, okay. Yeah. It's the first day I go in. Right. But I'm wondering why everybody looking at me. Like, I'm thinking it's a problem. A nigga walk up on me like, you real? Why the fuck you know me? He not even from Flint or Detroit. Yo, I man, you hard as hell. You rap with Peasy. I'm like, damn, niggas know me? So after that, I caught home. I'm still like, fuck the rap. They like, your video is going crazy. Right. They like, your Instagram going crazy. I had just made an Instagram last year around this time, probably. For probably a few months. Like, it was, it was in last year. So, nigga, I'm like, You man, didn't have an Instagram at all before that? When I met Peasy, I didn't have an Instagram. He made us make Instagram. He made us. He like, you got this damn near viral for you your You have a career. Facebook? Anything? Never just, had a Facebook. You weren't interested in being on social media? Never. Just trying to, you were just trying to be low-key? Not even low-key. I just, like, I, I, I stayed to myself. I feel like that shit was just. Right. Facebook is just. Oh, other nigga just people. a music head, man. He use YouTube a lot, a lot, a lot. A lot. Mm. Like, I never had Facebook, Snapchat, none of that shit. Okay. So, nigga, when he told me to make it, I made it because he like, this This what you need to do. So, I fuck around and uh, come home. Motherfuckers calling me for features, all this shit. First day home. I'm like, this shit big. Right. So my cousin, I think he, he ain't here. My cousin, he put me, he like, he know the business side a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? Right. He like, I feel like you should drop a CD on Apple Music. I'm like, how? Mm. He like, I know what to do, y'all. You got some songs in your phone? I mind you, none of these songs mix. None of that. I sent him seven songs, like, let's see what happened. He like, all right, don't expect no money, though. Y'all, you, you may get paid, but don't expect nothing. He mm. like, just keep doing what you're doing. He like, and they take 90 days to pay. So so now I'm back discouraged. I'm like, I'm not finna wait 90 days to see what happened. I gotta get some money now. Right. I got a case now, I need a lawyer. I fuck around and drop the CD. No kid you, bro. 21 days later, I never forget because I dropped my CD on April 9th. April 30th, he called me like, you just got paid. I'm like, huh? Yo, I'd never seen him pay out this quick. Uh -huh. I'm like, how much money is it? You're like, 1600 I'm like, what? I'm like, it's real money? You're like, yeah. I'm like, go get it. He go to the bank, pull it out. He showed me all what I got paid. He ain't want nothing from it or nothing. He like, this you. Right. I'm like, now I'm thinking it's a one-time payment. So I'm like, shit, what if I drop another CD? I get another one of them? 
you all go for it. I dropped another CD two weeks later. Now, in these probably four, five weeks, I didn't probably did 10 features. Like, mm. niggas, damn, I'm telling whatever I tell them, they paying it. I'm like, shit. He, he, like, he like, you think I should fuck with Mike? And Because Mike heard. I'm like, hell yeah, that's my brother. Go put his shit out, too. He like, I think y'all should drop a CD. We go, we like, we come up with a CD. We, we was finna do house party. We was finna do house party. Kid and play. Kid and play. Okay. My cousin, who I really, my it's, my cousin is one person that I really got the rap from. A lot of people don't know. Like, he was a good freestyler, but he just didn't care about it. He like, no, Peasy told us, like, kid and play too simple. Y'all yeah. hard. He said Gusto in the end. Some, some, some shit. That's shit. funny that that's what you guys think of when it comes to mixtape titles like yeah. Dumb and Dumber, or Kid and Play. My like cousin just any said two, Dumb like, and Dumber because he like, y'all so fucking funny. You guys got to leave us a butthead. Yeah, we been yeah, said we that. Said that. He like, y'all so dumb and funny. Y'all got to do Dumb and Dumber. So we do that. Throw that out there. Now shit is going crazy. And like, you're starting to realize, like, oh, this shit is going to compound on streaming services. Like, just because I had a good month, month don't mean that I'm not going to get month, that next month, Every month, it was doubling. Yeah. The next month, I got, like, 35 in it. Next month, I got, like, 5,000. Mm. Then I started making little odds here and there on features. I looked up. I had $10,000. I'm like, this is crazy. So when you said I made my first $10,000 features and quit trapping or whatever, was yes. that basically really how it went? I honestly, when I got out on bond, I was like kind of lost. I'm like, I don't want to sell drugs because I'm fighting a drug case. And having your phone tap must have scared the shit out of you and made yeah. you realize like, wow, I'm being looked at in a totally yeah. different light. And you're getting more famous by the day. By the day. So it's the cops going to be paying more like and more. When I went to fucking court, because when I got out, the press was on. They like, you got to rap. I drop a video, not thinking nothing of it. My lawyer called me, cause I had to, I had to go find a job too. So I'm at work, my lawyer called me like, hey, um, your bond is finna be took. Like you gotta go to court, we got a court date. I'm like, for what? She like, did you just drop a music video? I'm like, yeah. She like, I don't think that was a good idea. <laughs> oh, so now man. I'm pissed off. I'm like, man, I'm back like, fuck this rap shit, dog. I go to court for this shit. They telling me, I threatened the witness first. I'm like, no, that's not what I said. They making it what I said, but I didn't mm -hmm. say this. Like, so they like, oh, well, you, you're, in the, you're in the driveway. You don't supposed to come out the house, you're on tether. I'm like, I didn't know that. I couldn't step in my own driveway. I'm like, that was a miscommunication to me. Mm. I'm thinking I just can't leave home. So they fuck around, they like, it's 50 to, because that video, I dropped the video called Fucking Around. It did 50,000 views in three days, man. Right. This was so big back then in Flint. So I'm like, I got to rap. Yeah. When I go to court for that, the, the day my lawyer called me, I took the video down. When I took it down, it had like 55,000 views. It was only up for like three days. So they said in court, like, it's almost 100,000 people tuning in to him, basically telling people don't snitch and all this woo-woo. <laughs> right. So they didn't feel like they hated it. They like, no. I'm like, I'm getting paid off it, though. They didn't want to hear that. So I, 
end up not getting my bond took because the judge like, kind of didn't understand the metaphor. So he like, you really not threatening nobody. But I go to fucking back to work. So I'm like, shit, I'm just not going to upload no video outside now. Uh -huh. I'm not going to say anything harmful. I'm like, I, I damn near have to do this because <laughs> it's making me money. Right, yeah. I worked for about a month. I brought home, I had to send my PO my check stub every week. I'm making two, $300 a week. I'm saving all my money though, because I'm like, I'm gonna need a lawyer, I know I am. So I fuck around and uh, I fuck around. Tell my, I tell my PO like, I, I, I think, I. I should be able to use this as an employment because it's making me money and I'm kind of missing out on a lot of money. So I tell my lawyer, she like, just bring some proof and we'll try. I bring on my distro kid payment for, for mm -hmm. the last two months. It was like 4,800. The judge like, you made that much money in two months off rapping? I'm like, yeah. My work check, I'm only making like 1,200 a month. And I'm not making a whole 12 because I got to do this taxes bill. He like, if you made that much money, I feel like it's a job. Right. So it took off from there. That's crazy, like, that you had so much talent, but that it you have to go through these sort of growing pains of not really understanding the game and exactly what it is, but that you were able to put it together and, and really figure so it out. That's why it's so special to me, because I'm like, 97% of people would have gave up in my mm. shoes. I was on tether. They made me go back to my mom's house, first of all. I'm sleeping back in my mom's house with a kid, my girl there. I'm fighting a case, a bad motherfucker, but I'm still rapping. Like if you go listen to back to some of them old CDs, you probably hear my son in the background. <laughs> I was holding my son, feeding him, rapping. I'm like, I, I, I like, I, I just kept. I had that feeling like this gonna change my life. So I ain't letting nothing slow me down. Like. Anybody else would have gave up, cause I'm getting I'm getting treated like a kid again from my from the federal government. I can't leave home at all. I damn near can't make a music video for real without having a problem. I can't meet nobody. I can't do a show to nothing. Uh -huh. So I like most people would have gave up. Yeah, it slowed up for me for a minute. Then that shit just started going crazy when they seen, I did over 50 videos in the same house. It'll be days I do four feature videos and I tell a nigga like, I just shot a video right in his spot. He like, I don't care. We gotta do it. Were you just doing different shit to try to make the yeah, house look like different? It, it was, <laughs> Moving the furniture. Man, I, yeah, I fucking got in the refrigerator. Exactly what it was. You got a refrigerator. I got inside the refrigerator and came out. Man, that, nigga, that nigga shot a scene inside the bathtub. Oh inside the God. bathtub, That's on top brilliant. of the house, under that. the house, in the basement, on the front porch, backyard, front yard. Utilizing everything. Right. Man, I did more features in that house on Tether than I think anybody ever did. But you're still on papers right now, so you got to, like, get permission to come out here and shit? Yeah. I ain't on papers. I'm out on bond. Right. So it's kind of a little more t stricter. Mm -hmm. like, I had to get permission, <laughs> though. But the crazy part why I say it's so unique, I was on Tether for 12 months with no plan of ever getting off. I'm thinking my next step going to be when I go turn myself in. My PO 
requested me to be took off tether. Really? Because it was like he seen the growth. Like mm. honestly, when I when, when I first got put on tether, I didn't have no money, nothing, none of this. This was in April. In October, I bought a house in Flint. I told him like like I think it's time for me to move my address because like I'm kind of getting known more known, and I'm like, and I just need my my peace because it's like seven people living at my mama's house. It's just too much going on. Right. He like you bought a house. He like how? I'm like from the music. Showed him all the shit. He like you really bought a house. I'm like yeah. Went to my house. It wasn't even done. I had to re renovate the whole house. I'm sleeping in one room at a time to the next room done. But he got to come over there every month and check. So he seen it progressing, and I feel like he was like, because I'm not a, I, I, I wasn't a delinquent. Like I didn't do anything to make him feel like I was really. A bad person. And it's so fucked up because this all starts with you just having a gun to protect yourself, more or less, right? No, I was tied up in some oh. <laughs> well, bullshit yeah. where drugs was being sold right, and all right, that. Right. But, but I had yeah. a gun, but it was my gun registered to me. Okay. But with the drugs in a gun, okay. it didn't, you right. know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I didn't have a criminal record, so... The judge never looked at me like this bad kid. He like, you probably just made a mistake. My PO called me one day. He was just tired of coming out. Cause every time he come out, it'll be my mom and them would probably be smoking weed, which is not illegal. Uh -huh. But he didn't like it cause I was there. But I told him like, this wasn't my choice to be here. Y'all made me come here. And I can't tell her what to do in her house. I'm not smoking. He just got tired of dealing with it. So one day it shocked me like, how, why don't you call your lawyer and ask him to put in a motion and get you took off tether? Yo, I tell him I said you should be off tether. I tell my lawyer, he like, no way. He like, he doesn't ask to get people took off tether. He like, maybe he said you could get passes because my PO had went on break. So he called down there. They like, he called him personally. He like, no, remove the tether. I don't think the prosecutor agreed with it at first, so we had to go to court. That motherfucker called me and said, come downtown, let me cut this tether off. And I ain't looked back since. I probably ain't been home since, for real. Damn, you been just grinding? Grinding, like, grinding, man. Like, real grinding, man. Like, up for three days straight, rapping, shooting videos, rapping. Like, Mike will tell you, bro. I don't, I, me personally, I don't feel like nobody Ain't nobody where his nobody, work ethic bro. is unbelievable. Like bro. even the big time people, like and I, I can literally you. go in the studio. If I got twenty beats that I like, uh -huh. I can do twenty songs within three or four hours. If I got enough beats and the engineer moving fast enough, and I still to this day I don't feel like I did enough. Like I still feel like I got to Like it have been points where. I done made enough money to chill for real for a while, but I just can't. Like, it's so hard. Like, uh -huh. I feel like I got to do this. I got to do this. What do you think it is? Do you think it's the fact that being broke is still such a fresh memory yeah, for you? It's and it's fresh. Then, yeah. and then on top of that, I'm looking at some prison time, and I got a, I got two kids now, and I, I can't just go. That was the main thing that was fucking me up when I got indicted. I'm like, I, I can... I take the whatever the risk was for what I was doing, but 
I got with my son not gonna have nothing. If I, if I go sit down for five years, I'm basically leaving them dry. You feel me? I feel like it was my obligation to make sure they were straight. Uh. If I gotta go to prison, there's nothing I can do. So with me being blessed in the situation, I'm like, I gotta press as hard as I can. You probably never meet nobody that's in a position I am that do as much as I do. Like most people stop doing features with anybody. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I would do a song with God if he got enough money or what I want. It had been days I did a, a verse for a thousand dollars. I did one for seventy five hundred. I did one for three hundred over here. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I treated like the the streets. Like I can't turn down no money, cause at the end of the day, with what we doing, who says you can't? You feel me? Like, who says? But do you worry about blowing your shit out and, like, making people tired of you by doing too much, too many songs or doing a song with a whack artist? Because, <laughs> honestly, when I first started rapping, my fans was used to that consistency. Like, mm. so this year, I, this I dropped two tapes this year. I just dropped one. My fans really was kind of mad because they want to hear new music. Right. But I did so many features this year, it kept me relevant. From the bigger names to the nobodies, and I'm doing songs with nobodies fucking around gaining fans over there. It, I feel like that kept me afloat this year, because I didn't drop a lot of solo music this year. But Me doing all the features kept me afloat. Then when I came back and hit them, now they actually happy again, because they, they don't really like the features. They just like my verse. Right. I'm like, now nah, I'm finna hit him back with me. Nah, it's back. Like I just like Mike even said sometimes, like, bro, I think, I think uh, like it'll be days it'll be like, I can't say shit. We didn't say it everything. <laughs> I never felt like that. I'm like, no, really? bro. I'm like, at this point, I'm so intelligent. I'm gonna say the same thing. Like I said in Legendary, they say I talk about the same shit. Well, that's all I know. Right. This is what I know. But what I learned about the art of it, you can say this in a whole different way and make it sound good. You can say the same thing four times and make it sound good every time if you say it right. You know right. what I'm saying? He taught me that. Like, like I had to, like, it's never, you can't never tell me there's nothing else to talk about. Mm. It's always going to be something to talk about, even if you had to re-rock it and say it a different way. Yeah, because that's what a lot of the best rap lyrics are, is like saying something that's incredibly simple, but finding a unique or interesting way to put it. Exactly. Like anybody can ABC rap and make yeah. shit rhyme. And there's so many people it. who do. Yeah. Pull up with a stick. It's like, that's where, the, that's where I feel like <laughs> yeah. you know, the art saying the same and shit. the talent come in that when you can finesse the words, you know what I'm saying? And that's what's funny is when people say like, oh, all rap is the same, or everybody just say the same shit. It's like, all the best rappers that I like are pretty much saying the same shit in totally bizarre and different ways. Ugh. That's like the number one. Like that's the art of back it. to Gucci. Like Gucci fucking managed to do that. He talked about being in the streets in and a totally why, ridiculous that was, way. That yeah. was that was one mm. of the artists I always looked up to was Gucci. Mm, that's good to know. Loved Gucci. Like, so I got a question for you: Who you picking, Gucci or Jeezy? Gucci all day. Gucci all day. He gonna rip Jeezy's heart out and eat it. And Gucci's just well, what man. we want. You know what I'm saying? You the streets. Yeah. His profile is. <laughs> I'm feeling my opinion on that. 
<laughs> I feel like the the thing is though is that a lot of people might have forgot how hot Jeezy was at a certain point, but somehow Gucci's like respect and relevance has endured in a different way. Like he's still yeah, just treated. In all honesty, you know, we talking about like hit songs. Yeah, Jeezy does have win. probably bigger songs. He yeah. have bigger songs, but the influence I, people. Some people feel like Jeezy influence bigger. I really don't. I feel like Gucci's was. They're both ridiculously influential, but I feel yeah. like Gucci on the current generation. Just from, I don't know yeah. personally, but from what I was hearing, Jeezy really wasn't. He was rapping about other people's lives. Mm. We know what Gucci was. Man. <laughs> yeah. Like when you in the streets and you that street, you're you gotta go to prison. Mm. You gotta shoot somebody. This what we want. You but know what I'm saying? Are, you, are you about to do time? Is that like a hundred percent? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't really want to talk about it because I ain't. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But it's right now. It's like fifty-fifty for real. Do you think that I the, took a plea? That's what I'm. I took a plea. So oh, you did. I should be doing time, but I don't know. Do you think the way life been going? I don't know. With all of your success, you feel like that might actually be able to help you yeah. change the situation. Is what you might saying? be. I done made it. I done made it to a point where. I feel like I wouldn't be in Cali right now. Like they let me come to California on a mm. plane, and they know I have money. I'm I could have be I could be a flight risk, but I feel like they trusted me enough to do this because my judge is fair, honorable man. It sounds kind of understanding. So I'm like, at this point, the way life been going, like you never know. You know what I'm saying? I always I always think positive. But I be trying to prepare for the worst. So right. I'm making sure I got everything in order just in case I have to go sit down. But I just don't know at this point. Like, I'm just really playing a patient game. I've been out on bond for two years. Wow. Man, that's crazy. Just that, uh, you know, that makes me definitely want to make sure that everything we say in this conversation presents you in the best light, just I mean, knowing that there's a yeah, chance that uh, they could be seeing us. Like, I, like, I feel like the judge is called a judge for a reason. Right. To judge you. Mm. Okay, if you got caught with six, you got six dope charges, a gun charge, then you go to court again, and then you catch another case. Honestly, if I was a judge, I wouldn't believe shit you say. Like, mm. if I let you out right now, you're probably gonna go back again because you already did it so much. Right. I don't have a background at all, so. The judge know he he see what kind of person I am, like with without this music, like I done did things I never thought I would, like backpack giveaways in the community. Mm. We doing a turkey drive this year. When I was on tether, I fed over 50, 60 families from home. Never left, but I made sure I had, I did what I did. I don't know how I I didn't even care about the money. I was just go buy it. I'm sending everybody to the store to go buy turkeys. Go buy it putting together boxes, a couple people pitched in with me. I fed a lot of people on Tether from home. And yeah. I didn't do it because I wanted, I didn't do it to be funny, like, oh, I'm helping the community. It just was me being able to provide it financially and knowing how many people, like I done had Thanksgivings where we had to eat fast food. Mm. So I'm like, Besides all that shit, I wanted to do what I could to help the community, you know what I'm saying? Right. 
Oh, that's great. Just seeing how much your life has changed in such a short period of time is kind of crazy. Do you ever feel like there's a conflict there, though? Because a lot of your, your lyrics that you're most known for are kind of saying horrible things about yourself or making yourself sound like a kind of person that you're clearly not trying to be at this point in your life. Mm-hmm. You ever feel that, that sort of conflict? Kind of, because it'd be like, it's entertainment, but at the same time, how I looked at it, it's all on you individually. Like, you could take this out of it or you could take this out of it. Right. You can be like, no, I don't want to go do that if he did that and that happened. Or you can be like, oh, he said this. And to me, that's just, like, I can't influence nobody to do nothing. Like, they're just dumb. If you watch a movie and see somebody kill a police and you go kill a police, you're dumb. <laughs> he didn't tell you to go do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? You... Maybe you take it the other way, like, oh, he killed the police and got life. I shouldn't kill the police, dear. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's how I look at it. I feel like if anything I say makes somebody go do something they weren't supposed to do, they're dumb. It's right. nothing to do with me. But even with me, like, I, I feel conflicted because I laugh my ass off at this lyric, but I also immediately felt kind of bad about it. Pimp C ain't drank more lean than me. I'm going to go ask him. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh. like. Then what I say after <clears throat> that? Uh, something just about four caskets. Because I'm overdosing this week. Right. So I'm like, I'm a drink lean, die. Didn't go ask him, did he drink more lean than me? Mm. It was really just, I don't even know how it came. I didn't write that down. Like, really? it just came out. I thought about something else, said it, and it sounded good. Do you bro. punch in often and you just write verses on your phone? Honestly. Or? That's what we is, we, punch rappers. We really okay, punch yeah. rappers, but, like, you're going to hear the difference. Like all them old tapes I dropped, uh-huh. I was writing them because I was sober. I'm at home. I'm kind of like, I don't know. It was just, I don't know. I'm like, I'm still sober, but I done got back in. What it was was I was making so much money off the shit. It was like a job now. So I'm like, I got to make sure it's, but I didn't got back to my fun stage with it. Like, I'm just going to have fun. Yeah. Cause it's so easy for like me and Mike and Louis Ray, honest to God, truth, we set up one day and rapped for twenty hours straight and didn't record one song. Yeah, really, just rapping, and that brought me back in my bag, like where I could just go have fun again. You gonna hear the difference in these next? Oh, look, just what I was just gonna say. Perfect example. Dumber, dumber, one and two is road. Yeah. Okay. But this third one. Serious. I'm gonna send you a couple songs off it. I'm talking about you gonna this see this shit the is difference. so serious, Adam. We finna change hip hop again. Really? Cause I, they don't know we never like it. Probably sound like we was having fun with it, but that was just our personalities. Now we, I'm really back in my bag where I'm just having fun with this shit again. You gonna hear a complete difference in these next tapes we drop. But so, do you feel like the future of your music is? in changing your shit up like when you do a song like dance moves that's clearly meant to be more of a song song is like very different than most of the stuff you make you think that that was a success or do you think that that's not really what your fans want to hear from you all the songs that i did dance moves didn't do anything compared to what right songs i didn't want like that's why i don't make structured songs because i'm like you don't pick the hit the people do i'm not finna go in here and be like this is gonna be the one like i did that because it the people, you know, the labels, and they all, oh, I feel like you should do this, or it didn't work for me. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that song was gonna be big in the club. 
it didn't work. Your biggest songs are like your raw. My songs. biggest song is legendary. Legendary. And now movie. Yeah. And every song on on Dumb and Dumber One and Two got two million streams on Apple each song. Right. So I'm like, them bigger than songs that we thought. Like we didn't make songs that we thought was gonna be huge. Like we made a song called Three Minutes. Oh yeah. It didn't do anything. We really? thought that song was gonna be the one. No bullshit. Uh-huh. Didn't do anything. Didn't do nothing. Then we made a song called Back In. Right. We, we didn't we didn't think the back, that was gonna do shit. You and guys that bitch getting, took off. You're getting super silly in that video with the fucking sports coats Man. and the basketball shorts and <laughs> that shit. Was some last minute I'm shit. like, what are these dudes doing? They had like half of the costume. That was part of the uh, tether shit. I was just bored right. thinking. Like just thinking anything else. Like, what can I do? What can I do? Are there any gas stations in Flint that you haven't filmed a video at? Shit. Nope. Shit. <laughs> no, not for real. Any gas station in Flint, we can go. I'm damn near knocking out half of the D right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I go any gas station. I, 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 so you can ask Mike before the rapping all that. I don't know what it is about me, but we I used love to sit at the gas, gas stations station. all day. Yeah, yeah. rappers love gas like stations because you could take a photo because it got the really good lighting. You got or yeah, do it's a, a video. Like, yeah, and yeah. it's kind of like like in Flint, the gas station is damn near like a club. Like the club. You're gonna see everybody in the city because our city not big. Like when it's hot outside, the hoes at the gas station, mm. the dope boys at the gas station. You know what I'm saying? So. I always love just to, I don't know. Like, if I, when I go to the hood, when I get back to Flint, I'm going to the gas station on Ballinger first. Respect. Then I'm going to leave there and go to the one on Stockdale. I'm going to get the blacks from Ballinger. I'm going to go get the pot from Stockdale, and I'm going to go get two cups off Clio. For real. You know what I'm saying? You can't get it all at one gas station? No. <laughs> they might not have a cup I want here. The bitch might not work at this one that I want to go pull out my knot. Like, we still regular mm. people. I might want to just pull out my money in front of the bitch that worked there. But do you worry about um, getting too famous and still being in all these spots where God knows what could happen to you and just acting like a regular-ass person? I don't think i ever be too famous uh, to be in the hood with my people. Mm. I, I feel like a lot of people get pulled down by that because they feel like they too famous. It make people want to do something to you. Yeah, mm. but it's like, crazy, though, because the people... The people love the fact that we still be around. Yeah. Like, they let us know. Like, they appreciate you or not. It's like motivation. Being famous. Like, you know, motherfuckers get a couple dollars, get a name, and they act bougie, and we still the same niggas. For real. You like, see you us go in the same spot. Like, it's going to be... If you came to Flint right now, Adam, and we was in town... You're gonna see us. Oh yeah. We're I don't gonna, give a fuck if you not looking for us. You're gonna see us somewhere. We're going to the show. We're going to the Valero. We're going to the yeah. I don't know what change you guys really got out First there. First liquor store. The seventy six. You're gonna see us in, in, in within a twelve hour span if we in the city. Yeah. Hundred percent. What what's up with Lil Boat embracing y'all so much and essentially becoming a Flint rapper? Shit, respect. He a genuine person. Like, a lot of people both. probably get it misconstrued because the type of person he is. But like, he's kind of weird. But that's him. Yeah, he's not yeah. trying to be like we, I done been around. We was with him last night. Last night. Oh, he's yeah. not yeah. trying to be a street nigga. He's not trying to impress nobody. He's him. Yeah, that's what made me like fuck with both. Like when I, I, I honestly I didn't listen to a lot of Lil Yachty music because I was more of a rough right but once he reached out to me i had to go do my research and it and i looked at him as a human like he uh, he him yeah you can never be mad at somebody for being them 
Like, and he's still young as fuck. That's what's crazy with him is I've seen him since he was like 16 and I've seen him becoming an adult. But the mm. one thing that's always been crazy consistent with Yachty is that me and him are kind of doing the same thing because I'm always looking for like who the new hot rappers are to interview and shit. Mm -hmm. He has always been on it to a crazy degree, reaching out to people. Right, you know? like, just that mean a lot for you to be able to be as big as you is. Like if I'd have reached out last year and asked for a Yachty feature, they probably would have told me two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> And I'd have told him to go fuck yourself. <laughs> hey, Coach K. That nigga wrote me no. out the blue one day, like, you so hard, dog. I'm like, I appreciate it. Woo -woo -woo. He like, we gotta do something. Sent it to him, he sent it back in minutes. Right. Then he finally came out. He came to Flint, man. That's why I love this his nigga. Came he came to, to Flint and got in my car and told his security guard to fuck off. <laughs> he rode through my neighborhood with me, man, Lil Yachty. Right. Like, we at the stove. A lot of people done got killed up here. Uh -huh. Standing there comfortable. He wasn't he wasn't bougie-acting or I'm a millionaire. He didn't even have his jury on. Uh -huh. Not because he was scared. He you wanted to feel regular. He, he to told me regular. that yeah. ten times. Like, I just want to feel regular. He like, y'all making me, y'all bring it back out. He like, niggas get bougie. He like, I know niggas mm -hmm. real that's in your position right now that act way bigger than they really is. Mm -hmm. He like you more humble and it, it it make it like he it fucked me up it told he told me I make him wanna be more humble. I'm like, you you feel me? Like, but it's crazy. Like I'ma always have respect for Yachty. Like he came to my city, man. For me. Yeah. Like Mike and them all can fly out there wherever it seems. He came strictly because he wanted to meet me, and I couldn't come to Atlanta, and that meant a lot to me. Like, and you guys have done a lot of videos together now. At this point, it's like you yeah. guys have a real yeah. thing going. Could you hey, ever see yourself doing like a full tape? Oh, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. I got an EP done. He said he's doing an EP called From the A to Michigan, some shit with all Michigan rappers. But that'd be dope. Me and him got our own EP. When he came down here, we did about six, seven songs. Then we be doing a lot of sitting over. So. Matter of fact, me, him, and uh, Draco the Ruler finna do Yo, some shit. Yeah. Shout out to Draco, too. Shout out to Draco. He's a real nigga. Let's do that. We, we got to do a video for the No Jumper channel with y'all together while yeah, we're out yeah, here. Yeah. We're going to try to put an EP fire. together before I leave because Draco big. Draco is like the he, hero to I a lot like of us in L.A. rap like world. Yeah. And I didn't know how big he was till I came out here. How did you end up on his mixtape that came out while he was locked up? Uh, these guys I knew, uh, TK now. TK, yeah. yeah they had, uh, told me like it'll be a good look. Yeah. They let me hear it. That's I, actually the first time I think I ever heard a verse from you. I think you recorded this verse in jail. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They let me hear it, and I'm like, yeah, I fuck with that. Did that? That was easy. Yeah. Used to pray for that man when it be when he, I I used to pray for Draco, and I ain't even knew him. Like That's I, fine. I was praying he get out of jail off that situation because. He seemed like a genuine dude, and I finally met him. Yep. Like, when did you meet him face to face? Uh, yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. right? How I was that? I talked to him a lot, though. <laughs> I think I talked to him when he was in jail. You but met him in the studio, though, or did you nah, guys get a chance him, to record man. yet? Nah, we yeah, we did a song. I was so I was so tired last night. I forgot. <laughs> Tired. Yeah, tired. <laughs> uh, we did. You we hang out with Draco, you get tired. We did some shit. Now that I think about it, last night and that wasn't even. It just happened, but before I leave, we're we gonna put like five, six sons together, right? Cause that's big. I get I get a DM at least 
two, three times a day about Draco. Like, yeah. every day. They like, y'all gotta do this. And, like, and then when I met him, he the same as the music. So I'm like, yeah, I can vibe with him. That's what's up. Hey, I have one, one other question that I wanted to make sure I threw out there is, I feel like I've heard you say that you're willing to drink green lean and basically said that you would beat somebody's ass for drinking green lean around you. Can we get an official statement on this? In the beginning, it was, I will fucking hurt you if you drink green lean. Then it became to the point, if I did a song, I say, I say, I used to hate niggas that drink green. I respect them now. Mm. Like, it, it had to sit on me. Like, it, it ain't always about being cheap. It's not my preference when I did drink cough syrup. Yeah. Because I don't drink cough syrup no more. But it's like, the green is like I, we was we used to laugh at it because it was like the cheap way out. Yeah, like you'll go spend fucking five dollars on an ounce of lean and be higher than me. Mm. That's what made me understand it though. A nigga had to. T- I know a nigga up damn near a million dollars that drink green happily. Right. He say we only drinking to get high. Uh huh. Green gets me high. Why would I go spend four hundred dollars on an ounce? Right. I'm not gonna get as high as I would. You feel me? But it's the same thing that's always happened in the lean game where like people didn't used to want the red at all. Yeah, and they now hated red. Now people pay crazy when ass money for that. When came out, when I was drinking back then, I hated Walker. Like, yeah. hated it. Then it became the top dog. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, in it the future, green might be the, the one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That I shit mean, might be a hundred in the line. It, there's been drugs that like were super popular, like Quaaludes and shit, that eventually they just decided that they were too dangerous or whatever. They stopped making it. It's like, that feels like what's happening in slow motion with lean over time. Mm-hmm. And it's so big right now. It's like, mm. it's crazy. For Kids, sure. don't do fucking lean. That shit is horrible. Yeah. I did the shit and it wasn't good. It fucked me up. It'll fuck your body up, first of all. It'll fuck your pockets up if you ain't laying like that. Like, it just make you do stupid things. Like, don't drink lean. I advise all the kids out there, don't do no drugs. Follow your dreams, drink water, work out, eat fruits. That's real. Don't drink lean, man. That shit bad for you, and it's real expensive. Have you, uh, can you put me on to anything about the dog fighting game? I've never heard anybody rap about dog fighting so so genuinely. Yeah, it's, I know a couple of people in Flint that uh, it's big. It's big. You're, you were clowning then, people for, for fighting like $200 dogs. No, because at the shit. time, my brother had bought a fucking expensive ass bully, right? You know uh-huh. them show dogs. Right. And he fought a, a nigga fighting dog and his dog won. That shit fucked me up, man. I'm like, he been training this dog to fight. He, it, my, he bring this lazy ass pretty dog over there and they fuck that dog up. I'm like, y'all gotta stop fighting them cheap ass dogs, man. You know what I'm saying? The dog knew it was cheap. He oh gave out. That's Shit. amazing. <laughs> Yo, okay, so um, what do, we, what do we got to look forward from you oh, guys? Yeah, this is an yeah. amazing interview, by the way. I don't know if you guys Accidental realize that, but this shit is incredible. talking out right now. It's still on the top 20 on the Apple charts. No promotion, no marketing. No budget. Go get that shit Go right grab now. Go that shit right now. It's crazy. Dumb and Dumber 3 will be here in the next two, three weeks. Then Mike dropping I got the sophomore season sophomore coming season. right after that. I got so much shit done. I don't know what I'm doing, but just expect a lot of crazy ass music within the next two, three months. Yeah. I got I got an album, Life of the Young OG. That's going to be the one. 
I got an EP called Less Rio. I mean, Less Features, More Rio. I'm a feature about six artists on there, but I'm gonna do 10 by myself and fuck everybody up. I got one called uh, Organic Spice Talking Volume One. Yeah. This shit gonna, <laughs> this shit right here yeah. gonna fuck hip hop up. Organic yeah. Spice Talking. Honestly, like, I ain't gonna lie, Mike, I had to do this one by myself. The real six baby coming too, though. Mike got, got something one. for y'all by itself too. Like, a lot of people feel like, why you keep doing CDs by yourself? They don't know what's really in store though. Like we got, when me and Mike drop, it's damn near. Like when I drop by myself, it don't be that big to me. Like the music's there, but when me and Mike drop, it gotta be some more exciting. It got yeah, it's just gonna be crazy. But this organic spice talk volume one, I guarantee we change music again. Are you kind of bummed you haven't been able to play shows and shit or less shows? Hell no, yeah. I, mean, I, I haven't. Cause you know. Shaw was fun doing, as fuck to me. I ain't gonna lie. I love it. In the height when our career was rising, I was on tether, so I could I probably mm. did four or five shows. In my I whole held career. it down though. Mike held it down, but I never been a club person either. Mike drunk liquor, so he kinda yeah. like I hate being I don't around drink people. Liquor no more. Now you're over now. I hate being yeah, around I'm drunk people, no first of all. And like I found like to some people shows is they bread and butter, so you got like I didn't never made a lot of money doing them, so I don't really care for them. But that first time that Corona sort of ends though. or whatever, and you have your first really lit show, it's probably gonna be such a crazy feeling. I, I did love a show in Ohio. Hmm? I did a show in Ohio. I love performing oh, with yeah, him. Yeah, it yeah. was crazy. Cause like man. when I when I first started performing, a lot of my performances wasn't with him. They right. were solo. Yeah, he had to hold it down. So it was like shit. It's like when we get on that stage, that should be fun as fuck. I, ain't I like the feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like in the city, and I don't really be shit because everybody. But when I did my first show in Ohio, it showed me how. Turned that bitch up. Everybody was recording, and it was just like, they Bones really here out. for us. Mm -hmm. they, was, they knew the words. When we back at home, it's not like that. That love ain't there. It's just like. But then the same niggas that stand in the club just looking. Gonna be the same nigga go in you the like, car. Bro, you so fucking hard. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> no. When we go do a show, they just want to stand no. there and hate. Them mm -hmm. the same yeah. niggas that after we done performing, they go to their car and play, our, play music. our music. Wanna take a picture with us, but they wanna that do it behind the scenes. They just awkward. They just don't know how to act in that yeah. environment. I feel like, like a lot of people, a fan, you know. Like it ain't even a fan. If you a supporter, support it. You don't have to look mean. You don't have to feel like you got more than us or you can do something better, just like the music. Right. I've seen it a, a thousand times. I just times. can't wait to our first big like arena performance. That mm -hmm. shit gonna be dope. Now when I we can when we bring that many people out, it's it, it's a different feeling. I love to do shows, but this strip club shit is weird. Yeah, I'm, tired, <laughs> I'm tired of the strip club. You could pay club. me to just play my music and I come fuck around, but as far as me rapping on stage to 14 people. Mm -hmm. I don't feel it because the energy don't really be real. Yeah. But then again, I haven't been able to do a lot of out-of-town shows. You're going to always get more love. Out-of-town. You get in your oh. own city. So. Yeah. No, I mean, if you if you had a show out here right now, it would be packed. I, honestly, uh, we got now. a show at yeah. Deja Vu Saturday. Yeah. Oh, for real? We just yeah. locked that we in. So locked that in. I forgot. Oh, no, y'all ain't going to hear this interview before Saturday. <laughs> but. Just know. All the LA promoters line that shit up. Yeah, yeah. we'd come down here and fuck, fuck this COVID. bitch up. COVID don't matter. Fuck COVID. Yeah, it's 2020. Sure. I know a nigga in the hood got more bodies. <laughs> you got sure. co you got COVID from uh, not washing your hands, huh? Yeah, I pissed and didn't wash my hands. 
Drug I don't know if I ever heard a rapper admit that before, but yeah. that's real talk. I don't really wash my hands after I pee. I either. probably got Corona. I just pissed. And I, I used to tell bitches that like, why you ain't wash your hands? Because I wash my dick this morning. <laughs> I know my dick not dirty, so why should I have to wash my hands? Yeah, well, I'm scared of my own. Like, dick. It's really a nasty, some nasty yeah. shit. But it's, like, <laughs> it's true. Like sometimes you don't wash your hands. Yeah, it's okay. Know. You pee outside. Yeah, yeah when you pee outside, yeah. when you moving around before all this COVID shit, when everybody had hand sanitizer, yeah. nobody was carrying hand sanitizer like that. Yeah. Like, shit, it's a part of life. I was doing a vlog in the hood around here one time, and they told me, they're like, you're probably the first person, the first white person who ever took a piss out here in the street. <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's crazy. For real. I mean, they said it. That shit a law in Detroit. Probably some other guys out there. Go, like, and go to jail with your weed. They got to decriminalize taking a piss in public, because this shit's fucked up. Like, yeah. homeless people, people that, I mean, I got to take a piss like every hour. I'd be drinking gallons of water every day. Well, yeah. If that's the point... The bitches who walk around have niggas shit. That should be a fucking crime too. <laughs> bitches walk around with their nipples out. Yeah, that's real. I'm peeing behind a building nine times out of ten. Yeah, I'm I doing everything I can up. so you don't see it. Well, <laughs> 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 all right, yo, this is a classic interview. I appreciate you guys for real. Shout out I to Adam, you. no jumper, yeah. free to hub ghetto. Yeah. Oh, tune in. Oh yeah. Ballin' ain't a crime to drop at midnight tonight. Tonight, bro. Yeah. I see this interview, it's gonna be well over stream, but I want y'all to stream it some more. Yeah. Peasy. We'll be home soon. He just dropped a bad motherfucker. We own that bad we motherfucker. We own that bad motherfucker. It's ghetto boys for life. For sure. If you ain't with us, fuck you. IUR. Uh, MCD. Yeah. Shout out the whole fam, man. Shout out to Adam for bringing us in here. We appreciate still you, bro. Mad. I was that, not that the was first crazy. Flint artist to be interviewed, but I get over it. <laughs> BFB, you owe me some, man. BFB is is he's on the press list. Shout out to BFB though. That's my man. You know what I'm saying? Pac Man, what up, bro? I'm Rio, the fucking young OG. I put Flint on the map. I'm. I said it. I'm sorry, but I did. I said it. It's the so truth. All y'all other interviewers and all y'all other, come to me first, man. Come <laughs> ask me first, man. Y'all gotta ask me now. If I say uh, I might be a real nigga and tell you to interview Jay first or somebody, but I gotta get to say so. Yeah, we got go behind my back. We're gonna get Jay and Louie and all these yeah. fools after. We gotta get that yeah. shit in too soon. You know, they be down here every fucking week. Yeah. Jay on his way down here now. Oh. Louie, he probably outside. There it is. Yeah. We need them up. lined up immediately too. Y'all gotta fuck with us Flint niggas and understand us. Yeah. Going down. We yeah. coming to take over the world for sure. Yeah. Classic, classic shit. Hey, Rio, Mike. One time, one mic. No jumper. Beach podcast in the world. <laughs> Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate y'all.